It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Any news today, Tito, at all? (laughs) (laughs) Dang, Rosie. (laughs) That's your job. This is the Rosie Report. The next round's on Rosie, and we'll read his credit card number here in just a moment. Regular season roundup. Catch it, Rosie! Nicely done, Rosebud. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. Lifted high in the air, deep right field, and home run, Naylor. Josh Naylor has put the Indians in front with a home run to right. Number four on the season for Naylor, and it comes at a great time. And that home run by Josh Naylor proved to be the difference last night as the Indians broke through, snapped a four-game losing skid, and beat the Angels in Anaheim by a final score of 6-5. to five. And welcome in. It's episode number 28 of the Rosie Report regular season roundup back on the winning track edition. And it was uh, quite a ball game last night out on the West Coast as the Indians raced out to the early lead, scoring five times in the first inning, thanks in large part to this blast by Jose Ramirez. The 1-2, swung on and lifted high in the air, deep left field, home run, Jose Ramirez. And the Indians grab the early lead at 2-0. Number 12 on the season for Ramirez, as he continues just an impressive season at the plate, consistent, and he's doing it where the rest of the lineup hasn't gotten it going yet, so... Teams can work around him, but he somehow gets good pitches to hit and doesn't miss. But the lead did not last. The Angels would come back on the strength of several home runs, including number 14 to lead the major leagues by Shohei Otani and a game-tying home run by Jose Iglesias in the seventh inning. That set the stage for Naylor's heroics. And after the game, Naylor talked about his big home run and the big win for the Tribe. Um, I mean, it was it was a great feeling. I just... I knew going into that inning that, you know, we can change the game and win the ball game next inning if we put one on the board. And uh, personally, I just went up there and just tried to look for one good pitch to hit. And, and I got a good pitch in my zone and, and you know, thankfully it went out. Audio looks kind of funky to hit off of. What, what you know, what, how do you hang in there against him? Um, I mean, he's definitely, you know, a different type of pitcher. He throws, you know, from a lower slot and, um, you know, he does a little wiggle before he goes and, you know, it's just it, – it's it's kind of very different. So you got to try as a hitter to cut that out and just focus on, you know, arm to the plate type of thing. And I was just looking for, you know, something that was spinning over the plate. I knew it was probably going to get a good amount of off speed. And, um, I mean, he, he threw something that I was comfortable enough to swing in. And, and yeah, thank God it kind of it carried a little bit. Josh, when you've had a couple of nights where the offense is either struggling or you guys are having hard hit balls, but they're just not finding holes. How nice is it whenever you finally get rewarded and you have a five run first inning and you guys jump out to an early lead? 
Yeah, no, that was that was beautiful, and it kind of set the tone for the game. And uh, I mean, we just we, we tried our, our hardest to kind of continue to have those type of innings. And you know, we we hit balls hard, like you say, right at people. And that's just that's kind of the name of the game. Um, you, you're you're going to get out on balls you hit, you know, one ten plus sometimes, and that's just kind of that's baseball. You're going to get your hits on. You know, sometimes you you, you get jammed, broken bad hits, and that's the game kind of repaying you. So anytime we can get up to you know a huge start like that in the first, and you know carry that on for you know, one to nine, that, that, that's, that's what we try to do. And, you know, yeah, we, we, we had a big, big team win today, which is awesome. How dangerous does uh, uh, Otani look when he comes to the plate right now? I mean, he's, he's, he's doing incredible. There, there's no doubt about it. Numbers don't lie. He's, he's doing phenomenal. And um, we just we got to find a way to kind of either, you know, pitch around him, get him to chase a little bit or, or whatever the case is. Because, uh, you know, he's such, he's such a good hitter and he's showing how, how elite he can be. Um, but yeah, we we, we got to keep grinding. We got to worry about ourselves, and then worry about you know how we can kind of get better uh, in our own traits and 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 stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean Otani, that guy is he's he's a special athlete, special baseball player. Also, post game, Tribe Manager Terry Francona weighed in. Tito, what do you think of Plesak tonight? You know, kind of a weird line. I mean, he he hung two breaking balls, two sliders that kind of stayed in the middle, one to Upton. And then the one, uh, uh, you know, in the in the seventh, but and that was four runs. Um, other than that, you know, there were some innings when he was really good. Just, you know, it's a pretty dangerous lineup. They got some guys obviously that can hurt you with one swing. What'd you think of the way that Shaw handled kind of the the heart of that lineup in the eighth? Boy, he, I'll tell you what, and he had been up. Um, we got him up in the fifth inning, and uh, he he really – I mean, he's been a blessing for us from day one, but uh, he, he, he doesn't shy away from that, and his stuff is, is as good as ever, if not better. Karen Check hadn't pitched in, a, in close to a week. Uh, you know, was, was bringing him in in that situation over Class A uh, just to get him in the game or – uh, because Class A wasn't available, anything like that. Well, I just I wanted Karen Jack to pitch before Class A because he hadn't pitched, and because Shaw got bumped to the eighth, then we just I, I didn't want to warm up two guys, and Class A would have pitched the tenth if we'd have been tied. Tito, how nice was it just to get that that big first inning and kind of smooth things out? Well, I mean, it's a really good recipe, you know, to, for success. We just, you know, their bullpen, Berea came in and, you know, we did nothing after that. Um, and they kind of chipped away and then they got the big, you know, three-run homer. Um, we couldn't separate it more, but it that's certainly a good way to play. With Naylor hanging in there against that lefty, I mean, um, what have you thought against of him against left-handers? I don't think that he gives a whole lot on lefties, and I think he has the ability to to hit them. I think he's probably slightly better against righties so far this year, but I don't think he's going to be a guy that you, you need to platoon. Um, and I don't think he feels like that either. I think he'll be okay. Again, he's young and he's learning, and especially as he, you know, as he uses left field at times. He doesn't need to, you know, just fillet the ball over there, but when he uses the whole field, it keeps him lined up more, and you're going to see him hit some mistakes out of the ballpark. So a solid win for the Tribe setting up the road trip and series finale tonight in Anaheim 
with Shohei Otani on the mound for the Angels against Aaron Savali. And we'll have more information on that shortly. But the big news yesterday in Cleveland, the Indians announcing that on June the 2nd, they returned to full capacity. And we had a chance to talk about it with Indians Vice President of Communications and Community Impact, Curtis Danberg. Exciting news for us as an organization, but most most importantly, exciting for the fans. I know we've been all uh, hoping for this day to come. And uh, on opening day this year, the governor said, hey, we hope to be full capacity by July 4th. So we're beating it by a month. So definitely earlier than expected, but uh, very uh, happy uh, this day has finally come. What do you think led to that, uh, being able to get going a little bit sooner? I think uh, the numbers have gone down. Uh, so I know there were certain levels that uh, the governor was looking for as different uh, markers uh, to make this happen. Obviously, the increase of vaccines and still pushing the vaccine out there uh, for people to be vaccinated. And I think you combine those two and, you know, I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg. The people getting vaccinated certainly has led to the numbers going down in the state of Ohio. And it allowed the governor to say, hey, we're pulling all the orders, which also includes uh, removing the mask requirement here at Progressive Field. So fans, it'll be optional now when coming to the ballpark whether you wear a mask or not. June 2nd is the last day of about a week-long homestand. Uh, what are some of the challenges to get that going and, and how are you playing it in the month of June to, to kind of really build into it? It is weird timing. It ends uh, final game of a homestand, a day game after a night game. Uh, and it's funny, the Reds are dealing with the same exact thing. They have an end of a homestand with a day game. Um, so we're going to have to take the zip ties off uh, after the night game on June 1st to be ready for full capacity on June 2nd for the day game. So a lot of things like that. We were put tickets on sale month by month. Um, so obviously we're bleeding into June. So you're going to have June 1st as a reduced capacity and then June 2nd is full capacity. So um, there's been a lot of uh, discussions internally how to, to make that work. But we'll, we'll find a way with our season ticket holders and single game ticket holders uh, to make it happen. So that, that's the end of a homestand, but it sounds like you really want to target June 11th as, as kind of the, the grand reopening to full capacity. Is that a good way to put it? Yeah, I mean, think of how it intertwines with the celebration of summer beginning. School being out, that's usually when things are, are uh, really humming around uh, the Cleveland community of getting ready. What are the summer activities in progressive field in Indians baseball are usually at the top of the list. So the fact that we can coincide full capacity with the start of summer, we want to celebrate that. And we're going to do that on June 11th with Dollar Dogs. We're going to have our pregame in the district with the $2 beers, as well as fireworks, of course, postgame. We'll have more with Curtis Danberg after this short break. Welcome back to Indians Warm Up, presented by Union Home Mortgage. Curtis Danberg joining us, talking about great news back home. The Indians able to go full capacity starting June the 2nd. And uh, we had mentioned before the break about the summer celebration starting on the June 11th weekend, a homestand starting then. Uh, tickets to go on sale. How's that all working and, and season ticket holders, all that, that I know you've, you've had to kind of jump through some hoops to make happen quickly. Yeah, we're obviously working with the season ticket holders uh, to make that transition from the reduced capacity to full capacity. So everybody's going to be back in their regular seats from a season ticket holder standpoint. For single-game buyers, uh, beginning May 26th at 10 a.m., Indians.com, we're going to put the remainder of the single-game tickets on sale for the rest of the season. So that's an important date. If you want any games uh, the rest of the year, May 26, 10 a.m., Indians.com is the place to get it. And a good reminder, too, we're mobile entry only now. So the best way, actually, to purchase your tickets uh, and cheapest way is right on your MLB Ballpark app, right on your phone. 
I guess it's hard to know right now because there there are some unknowns. But do you feel like I mean, June 2nd is probably going to be a, a different kind of day, but starting June 11th, it, will it feel normal, you think, here at the ballpark? I think it's going to get pretty close. We're not going to be all the way there. There's going to be certain areas like the Terrace Club's not going to be open. We still have that for visiting families to access. You know, the furniture in the corner bar might not be in there June 2nd, but we'll probably have having that come in in June 11th. Um, you know, we're, we need staffing. Um, so there's going to be not all concession stands are going to be open because we're working feverishly to try to staff up. So if you're looking for a summer job, especially those teachers looking to stay active this summer, go to unions.com backslash jobs. Uh, and we've got plenty of different opportunities there, too. A lot of the same problems facing a lot of businesses uh, trying to staff. Well, it's, it's great news. I know uh, a lot of planning has gone into it and, and you kind of didn't know. And, and then all of a sudden you do know. And, and that's, uh, I imagine, a good day around the ballpark. It's a great day, and I think there's going to be a lot of smiles on people's faces on June 2nd when people aren't wearing masks and we, we can cheer for our tribe and, and get fired up for a, a, a fun summer here at Progressive Field. So certainly something to look forward to in the month of June and, of course, still some home games remaining in the month of May. A pair of weekend series this weekend, the Twins in town. Next weekend, the Blue Jays, followed by the White Sox. So some good home games in the month of May remaining at about 40% capacity, but it's wide open starting on June the 2nd, and that is great, great news certainly for baseball, sports fans, and just I think the general public as another sign that maybe, just maybe, we're getting a little bit closer to normal and pre-COVID times. That's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report regular season roundup. Thanks as always go out to Bart Swain, Court Berry Trip, Austin Contrulis from Indians PR, Until next time, I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks for listening and downloading The Rosie Report. This has been The Rosie Report. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.